Welcome to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society, Ontario's premier no-kill shelter. Bye, society. Bye, society. Burlington Humane is my society. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. My name is Doug, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Burlington, Ontario, Canada. We have been consumed by the COVID-19 pandemic, and Burlington Humane has had to modify the way we do things. On this episode of Burlington Humane, we'll talk about how we have modified our adoption process. We will also talk about the latest research regarding COVID-19 and your pet. And we will learn how you can prepare your pet in the event that you are diagnosed with COVID-19. So stay with us for this and much more on Burlington Humane. At Burlington Humane, we have made some changes in order to keep everyone safe. One of the biggest changes is to our adoption process. Many shelters in Ontario and across Canada have suspended their adoption program altogether. But we are still finding our animals their forever homes. I talked with Cindy Lupien, one of our adoption counselors, about some of these changes. here with Cindy Lupien, who is one of our adoption counselors here at Burlington Humane. Hi Cindy, how are you today? Hi Doug, I'm good, how about you? Pretty good. So today we're talking about the adoption process here at Burlington Humane and how it has changed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Before all of this COVID-19 situation happened, what was our adoption process? Before COVID-19, people would come into the shelter and they would fill out a paper form of the application. So they would just walk in off the street when we were open without, you know, telling us ahead of time, they would just show up? Absolutely. Yeah. And they would fill out a form. We would have uh, interview time with them. We would take them through the shelter then to look at the cats to see if there was a cat they were looking for. Sometimes there was a fit and we were able to proceed with the adoption. If not, they would just come back another time. So is that the way you do things now? No. Now, with the COVID-19, we have an online application that people will fill out. Where do they find that? That is on the Burlington Humane website. Oh, okay. So people go online and they fill out uh, the online adoption application, which is found on the website. And then once they submit it, what happens? Then we give them a call at a time that is convenient for them. We have the time to fully determine what cat would work well for them. If all goes well, we set up a meet and greet. So is everybody who fills out an application automatically approved to adopt? No, they are not. Sometimes we are not the right shelter for them. Okay, so if they do, if we do find that yes, they are a good fit, then how do they come to see the animals? 
we will schedule a meet and greet with them. They're going to select up to three animals that they really want to see. We may help them with that, knowing the history of the animal. So they come with those animals in mind into the shelter. We will then show those three cats and get to know those three to determine if they're the right fit. And that's a big change, isn't it? Like before, people could just come into the shelter when we were open whenever they wanted to and come and see the animals, but now they have to make an appointment. Absolutely. It's a lot less confusing for people to look at three cats and determine if they can fit versus several cats. How have we found this to work? This new process, has it been working all right? Absolutely. We find many people who are successful on the very first visit uh, because they have such a strong idea and commitment to what cat could fit for them. We find that the cats are much more themselves because they're less stressed. When you have too many people coming in the shelter, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult for them. When you have just a few appointments, the cats are going to be more comfortable and a lot less stressed. Good. Now, how do people, if they're spending a lot less time in the shelter, how do they choose three animals they want to come see? How do they learn about our animals? We have some great methods of showing our cats to the public through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, makes amazing videos showing our animals. We also do virtual tours of the rooms displaying the cats and showing their personalities. Wow, that's great. So people know about the animals before they even can come to Burlington Humane. Yes, I think many of our animals have a following. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I don't have to come to the shelter to learn about the animals. All I need to do is to go online YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's where I can learn about which animals are available for adoption. Absolutely. Wow, that's great. Thank you so much, Cindy, for joining us here on Burlington Humane. Thanks, Steph. Bye-bye. Bye. It's good to hear that our animals will still be available for adoption. Our adoption process has changed. Now, guests can go on our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca and fill out our online adoption application. They are found on the home page and the page is showing which animals are available for adoption. Once it is submitted, our adoption counselors will contact you by phone and after a brief discussion, if you are approved to adopt, they will set up an appointment for you so you can come in and view our animals. And when you come in, we ask that you have up to three animals in mind and those will be the animals we will show you. And before you come in, be sure to check our website to ensure that the animals you're interested in are still available for adoption. We want all our animals to find their forever home.
can now support Burlington Humane when you make purchases from Amazon. If you head to our website, you will see a link on our homepage and on our wishlist page that will take you directly to Amazon's website. Every time you make a purchase on Amazon by accessing their site through Burlington Humane's link, we receive a small compensation from Amazon. You don't pay any more, but the animals will benefit. So make your Amazon purchases count by going to Amazon through the link on burlingtonhumane.ca. The more you shop, the more you help the animals at Burlington Humane. You can also purchase items from the Amazon website and have them delivered directly to BHS. During checkout, enter our address as the delivery location, 740 Griffith Court, Burlington, Ontario, L7L5R9. Search Amazon wishlist Burlington Humane Society for items that we are in need of. We appreciate all purchases and donations. Thank you from Burlington Humane. virus and how it affects pets. But this is what you may have heard about in the news. This is what you may have heard about in the news. Two dogs tested positive in Hong Kong. Also, one cat in Hong Kong, one cat in Belgium, and Nadia, the tiger in New York Bronx Zoo, have tested positive for COVID-19. It was then reported that one of the Hong Kong dogs had died, potentially giving the impression it had died of COVID-19. That dog, a 17-year-old Pomeranian, had multiple conditions and died a few days after being released back to its owner having not shown any signs of the COVID-19 illness. It had been held in quarantine for a couple of weeks, during which it had been repeatedly swabbed so tests could be carried out. One can presume this was a stressful experience for the dog. Neither of the dogs from Hong Kong, nor the Hong Kong cat, had shown any clinical signs of COVID-19. All these positive animals had been quarantined from COVID-19 positive households. In total, 27 dogs and 15 cats were quarantined and tested. Out of 42 animals, only three had positive test results. The Belgian cat belonged to a person infected with COVID-19 and developed respiratory and gastrointestinal clinical signs. A sample of its vomit and feces tested positive for COVID-19. However, due to the person's self-isolating, the samples were taken by the owner, so it could have been contaminated, and the cat was never checked by a vet 
or tested for other more common cat diseases, which could have caused the signs it showed. It recovered after a few days. One of the two dogs in Hong Kong was shown to have developed antibodies, indicating that its body mounted a response to the virus. However, that is still not a full indication that the infection in that one dog was significant because the dog showed no clinical signs of the illness. In this instance, there's no evidence the dog would act as a source of infection. Not all of the positive animals have been tested for antibodies, so it is unclear how different animals react to the presence of the virus. Testing for antibodies requires taking a blood sample, so is more invasive than taking a swab. Nadia the tiger, along with three other tigers and three lions, all developed a dry cough and a lack of appetite within the same week. Nadia was the only big cat tested. Bearing in mind, a full general anesthetic is required to do this. Samples taken from the trachea, the windpipe, tested positive and were triple checked. It is assumed she was infected from a zookeeper who must have been an asymptomatic carrier. There are other big cats at the zoo which were not affected, and no other animal species at the zoo were affected. All the cats recovered uneventfully from this brief illness. It has been found that the virus could not replicate in dogs, pigs, chickens, and ducks. They, the virus could replicate, however, in bats, ferrets, and cats. Other evidence indicates strongly that dogs and cats are not considered a source of transmission. Two large laboratories in the USA have tested thousands of samples from dogs and cats submitted for other tests, all of which have been negative for COVID-19. So how does COVID-19 affect our pets? Here's some common questions and some much needed answers. Can my pet catch COVID-19? The bottom line, currently the evidence indicates it is extremely unlikely that your pet would catch COVID-19 either from being outside, such as dogs exercising or cats free roaming, or from you having COVID-19. You should continue to look after your pets as normal, observing good hygiene measures and washing your hands after handling them. Because this virus is so new to the world, we do not fully understand it, including whether it may still evolve into something which could be transmitted to animals and cause them to be ill. Therefore, we must exercise a certain amount of caution. If you are ill with signs of COVID-19, proven or presumed, in addition to the advice about self-isolating from people, it is recommended 
that you get someone else in your household to look after the pets, if possible. If this is not possible, you should minimize direct contact with them, avoiding stroking, cuddling, grooming, kissing, being licked, and sharing food and bedding. When you do need to handle them, cover your mouth and nose with a cloth face covering and wash your hands before and after handling them. This advice is all cautionary as it is not an indication that your pet are definitively at risk. Can my pet die of COVID-19? The bottom line is there have been no reported non-human deaths from COVID-19. Considering the number of cases worldwide, those numbering above 5.5 million cases and 350,000 deaths as of the end of May 2020, in many of the countries that have seen the largest number of cases, China, UK, Italy, Spain, USA, there are high percentages of pet ownership, and yet there have been no deaths in pets attributed to COVID-19, and no surge in non-fatal illness in pets either. Can pets transmit COVID-19 to people? While COVID-19 is contagious for humans, and as of now is understood to spread primarily from person to person, the World Small Animal Veterinary Association, the Global Veterinary Community, an association representing more than 200,000 veterinarians, states that there is no evidence that companion animals can be infected, and there is no evidence that animals can transmit the virus to people. Although human-to-animal transmission events are believed to be rare, the association does, however, caution that this is a rapidly evolving situation. The Public Health Agency of Canada, the PHAC, has suggested the following for those who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and have a pet or other animal. They suggest to avoid close contact with them. They suggest do not snuggle or kiss them or let them lick you sit in your lap, or sleep in your bed. They suggest that you practice good coughing etiquette. Avoid coughing and sneezing on your animals. Have another member of your household care for your animal. If this is not possible, always wash your hands before touching or feeding them. Limit your animal's contact with other people and animals. This means keeping them indoors. It is recommended that pets stay with their owners whenever possible. Co-housing people with their pets whenever possible has many benefits. Previous disasters have demonstrated that pets are integral family members and people will place themselves at significant risks that rather than being separated from their animals. Compliance with important recommendations, including disclosing of symptoms or exposure to an infected person may be compromised if people believe they may be separated from their pets when isolated or quarantined. Also, pets have a beneficial impact on human health, providing companionship and reducing anxiety 
Isolation and quarantine are extremely stressful with uncertainty, fear, and anger that may be exasperated by uh, social isolation. Reducing stress by keeping families together, including a family's pet, is important to maintaining the health of both the pet and their people. Should I test my pet for COVID-19? No. Neither the Government of Canada nor the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association recommends that companion animals be routinely tested for COVID-19. Can veterinarians test my pet if I ask them to? Veterinarians are strongly encouraged to rule out other, more common causes of illness in animals before considering COVID-19 testing. Is there a treatment for pets infected with COVID-19? There is no specific treatment for animals diagnosed with COVID-19 infection, so testing will not alter clinical management. If my pet is sick and I think it's COVID-19, what should I do? Veterinary practices have been deemed essential services. Your veterinary clinic may still be functioning on a limited operational basis or with stringent COVID-19 protocols in place. If your pet gets sick after contact with a person with COVID-19, do not immediately take your pet to the veterinary clinic. It is recommended that you call or contact the clinic via their website or their social media channels to determine the next steps for your pet's treatment and care. It is strongly recommended that everyone have a plan in place in the event that they become ill or sick. Not just during the COVID-19 pandemic, but to be prepared for any unplanned situation. Having a preparation plan for your pet is also extremely critical. Here is what you need to plan for in the event that you are not able to take care of your pet. Our pets are family, and we want to keep them safe and healthy. If you think it is likely that you have been exposed to the coronavirus, or if you are experiencing symptoms, you can take some simple but critical steps to ensure your pet's health and safety. Most important, do not wait until you're already sick to plan for your pet's care. What should you have on hand? You should have on hand a two-week supply of your pet's food, medications, and additional necessities such as cat litter, a carrier for small animals, or special diet related treats and supplements. Updated vaccination records, a medication schedule if relevant, and contact information for your veterinarian's office. You should have detailed pet care notes including feeding and walking routines and important notes about your pet's behavior. How do you prepare if you are sick and suspect that you have COVID-19? If you share a residence with other people, separate yourself from any pets and other healthy members of your household. Ideally, another healthy person in your household 
should assume full responsibility for care for your pet until you've been cleared medically. Have the healthy member of your household wash and clean any pet bowls, leashes, crates, bedding, and toys, and keep those items separate from the part of the house in which you are staying. If you live alone or are the only one at your residence, identify an emergency pet caregiver such as a local friend, relative, or neighbor who can care for your pet temporarily while you are sick. Ideally, this person should take your pet to their home to avoid them having to routinely visit your home and risk exposure. Prepare your pet's essential items, their food, their bowls, their leashes, etc., and place them near your door so the caregiver can easily grab them when they come to pick up the pet. In addition, it's a good idea to identify a backup caregiver in case your primary choice becomes ill as well. If you do not have an alternative caregiver for your pet, consider taking your pet to a local boarding facility or kennel that is equipped to properly care for your pet's you might want to ask your vet's office for recommendations or inquire if the vet's office offers boarding. Whatever arrangements you make, be sure to include a plan for getting your pet there. As long as you are experiencing symptoms and are keeping your pet at home, you should take basic precautions, such as minimizing physical contact with your pet, including sleeping in separate rooms, using gloves, and whatever protective face covering you have available when around your pet, and continuing to wash your hands regularly. Pet toys, bedding, food bowls, and other pet supplies should also be kept in a separate space that, do, that you do not touch unless you are wearing gloves and a protective face covering. We know these measures may seem impossible to comply with because pets are often a source of comfort when you're sick, but keeping them healthy should be a priority. If you think you might need to be removed from your home for medical care and must leave your pet behind, leave a spare key to your home with a neighbor or somewhere outside where animal control can find them. Then complete and print an authorization form and post it so that first responders can easily see it. We recommend completing and printing a second copy for any back door or secondary entrance if you have one. On the Burlington Humane website, we have a special form that you can fill out to ensure that you are prepared in the event that you need to self-isolate from your household. You can go to the Burlington Humane website and on the main page, there is a preparedness form entitled Pet Information and Instruction Sheet. Be sure to fill that out and make sure all friends, family, and neighbors have a copy to ensure your pet's safety. And now it's time for news and events.
In response to the COVID-19 advisories, we have restricted our access to Burlington Humane by the general public. Guests are no longer able to drop into Burlington Humane unannounced. Access to the shelter is now by appointment only. We are trying to limit access to keep everyone safe. We have modified our public hours here at Burlington Humane. We are now open the following times. Tuesdays, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Thursdays, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. And Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. As we are not taking any walk-in traffic, these hours will be available for appointments and to be able to phone into Burlington Humane. Outside of these hours, you are still able to leave us an email message at info at burlingtonhumane.ca or a voice message on our phone at 905-637-7325. Again, our new public hours are Tuesdays, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., Thursdays, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. New hours at Burlington Humane. Our pet therapy program is currently on hiatus. Due to the self-imposed restrictions at nursing homes and retirement homes, we have been asked to refrain from visiting until further notice. We certainly understand and respect the wishes of the homes, and we will be following all of their requests in order to keep the residents safe. These are challenging times for Canadian charities, including the Burlington Humane Society. As you can imagine, we have been hit hard during this crisis. If you are in a position to make a financial donation, it would be greatly appreciated. Again, if you are in a position of doing so, a financial donation would be greatly appreciated to continue supporting Burlington Humane's daily operation during this challenging time. We have had a couple of cancellations due to the recent changes. Burlington Humane Kids Club has been cancelled for the spring and summer sessions. Full refunds will be issued to all those who have registered. And our professional activity day in June has been cancelled. Watch our website for the latest information. Be sure to stay informed about all of the animals that are available for adoption. We are currently featuring daily videos of our available animals. We are also doing daily virtual room tours of our animal rooms. Be sure to subscribe to our social media pages to watch these videos. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and our Twitter and Instagram accounts. Videos of our animals can also be found on our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca. Stay informed and up to date with Burlington Humane. Our secondhand stores, The Loft and The Attic, are temporarily closed. The Loft is located at our shelter, and The Attic is located in downtown Burlington on John Street. Because they are closed, we ask people not to bring donations for the store, and please do not leave them outside. We do not have anyone there at to accept them or process them. We will let you know when The Loft and Attic resume operations. If you have been traveling within the last 14 days, or are feeling ill, we ask that you refrain from coming to Burlington Humane. We are still open for business 
and modifying the way we do things in order to keep our animals, guests, volunteers, and staff safe here at Burlington Humane. Find the latest information about events, ways to make a donation, the animals that are up for adoption, and much more. Visit our website at burlingtonhumane.ca. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to stay in touch and up to date with Burlington Humane. Well, that's it for this episode of Burlington Humane, the podcast of the Burlington Humane Society. I want to thank our guest, Cindy Lupian, our Burlington Humane Adoption Counselor. Be sure to subscribe to Burlington Humane on iTunes. We are located at 740 Griffith Court in Burlington, Ontario. You can visit our website at www.burlingtonhumane.ca. Or give us a call at 905-637-7325. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. My name is Doug. We'll see you next time on Burlington Humane. Bye-bye. My society, my society, Burlington Humane is my